Welcome to episode 155 of the Codex Prime podcast for Wednesday, February 27th, 2018, 2019. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What up, y'all? Yeah, man, we are back once again, and we have a lot to talk about this this night. Um, we're going to be getting into the 91st Academy Awards, which I have a lot to talk about. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. So uh, while we are here, the chat is live on YouTube, so you can catch us on YouTube live as we speak. The chat is enabled. And uh, while you're sharing the episode, Carl, uh, I'm going to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Studio Regent Headphones. Uh, do you want to start or should I? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Studio Headphones, high quality headphones, Bluetooth capability, 24-hour battery life, uh, high quality sound, fashion, customi- customize them. Just the best, just some of the best headphones you ever buy, you ever buy, and they're highly affordable. Yes. All you gotta do is just go to studio.com and get fit and use the promo code Codex Podcast to get fifteen percent off your purchase. And as always, free shipping in the USA. There you go. That's right. You, sw- I swear, yo, you get to cheese it every time you say that part. <laughs> it sounds cool, especially well, yeah. If you got freaking Brian from UWO ready to like, like. Hurrying up just to say that line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And also a quick shout out to our uh, our fellow podcast, our friends of the show, the UWO. Uh, you can catch them a little bit earlier tonight because right now it's snowing here in Rhode Island. I don't know how these people can freaking like this shit. What? That is God's cocaine. God's cocaine? Yes. Snow? Yes. I agree. It is very racist outside, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Quite racist outside indeed. You know, mother mother nature can be very hateful, I suppose. But yes, uh, snow's coming down. It is frigid outside. It's been frigid all morning. And uh, so the UWO, they're going to come on a little bit earlier. So uh, be sure to check them out on Facebook Live. So yeah, man, uh, Imani's on the chat. She says hi. Hi, Imani. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so we got our first guest on the chat. And so while you're sharing the episode, Carl, uh, I'll get into a bit about what I've been up to uh, this past week. Uh, Well, I've been uh, playing some Crash Bandicoot um, on the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. I'm still playing the first game. Um, It's the first game I've played in which I came very close, very close to rage quitting. Really? Yes. You've rage quit before. Have I? I'm sure you have. No, I haven't. Like, there's some games I just get bored of, and I'm like, yeah. But, but this one, this one, I, I was seriously questioning. You know, I was seriously having buyer's remorse at, at points <laughs> <laughs> because, like, there's there's this one level in particular. There's actually two variations of this level where you're where you have to uh, uh, walk. You have to like leap past this bridge, and this bridge. It's like this, this this high suspension wooden bridge, and like there's several boards missing, and you have to you have to time your jumps just right, otherwise you end up falling over and over 
and over and over again. And man, at, at least this game is generous with the lives. Just taking a quick pic for the Instagram. Cool. <laughs> and uh, and the game is actually pretty generous with the the amount of, of lives it gives you. So it's a little forgiving in that respect. But man, that level pissed me off. Like there were times at which I just missed like narrow platforms, like the narrow boards that you're supposed to leap on by like a mill by like a millimeter, and I still fell through. Um, even even enemies, there's like there's like this one like warthog dog thing that like patrols the the bridge. Mm-hmm. And like, if you even touch it just slightly, even if you try to jump on top of its head, you instantly die. Damn. And yeah, man, th- this level is unforgiving. It's not for the faint of heart. Um, yeah, I came very close, but I managed to surpass both levels, uh, both both variations of those levels. So I'm almost at the end of uh, Crash Bandicoot 1. I do want to play 2 and 3. Reportedly, those games are a little more forgiving, so at least I have that to look forward to. I played a little bit of Spyro, uh, uh, Enter the Dragon, and um, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get into a little bit more. Does it still hold up? It does. It does. And it looks so much better. It looks, mu- it looks a lot like, uh, like an animated film. Should do that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't lie. I bought it with a gift card, so I mean, I got what yeah. I paid for. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, um, uh, yeah. If, if you're if you're in the mood for some uh, some retro platforming, which will tear your which which will make you tear your hair out and make you curse the curse your decision for buying the game at points. Well, Crash the Insane Trilogy is uh, should be right up your alley. Uh, also, I'm still still playing a little bit of Fire Pro Wrestling World. I actually got some a lot of new downloads. Um, there's this one user in particular uh, on on Fire Pro Wrestling. I think his name is uh, his username is Miguel Francisco, okay, or Francisca, and he actually created a lot of Marvel characters. Like he created Black Panther, all the Avengers, Thanos. Uh, is that gonna be the next tournament? Um. I was thinking about making it the next tournament. I might. In fact, I actually created two belts. I created the Infinity Championship and the Infinity Tag Team Championship. And so um, uh, Thanos is going to be my first champion for the Infinity uh, Belt. So I'm going to put him in a match against Spider-Man, Star-Lord, and Iron Man, much like in the scene in Infinity War. Okay. Star-Lord is still a punk, by the way. Uh, yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, but but yeah, a lot of a lot of his creations are man, they're pretty amazing. Like Black Panther, I, it was like highly detailed. It's like man, the 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 editor in Fire Pro Wrestling World is no joke, but it is very time consuming. So, big shout outs to uh, Miguel Francisco and all the other users that take the, take the time to create all these characters from the ground up. There's also Deadpool, <laughs> Doctor Doom. Yeah, the and also a bunch of Nintendo characters and even Street Fighter characters that some people created. So I do have a Street Fighter roster in uh, in the game. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I also created a uh, a legendary and legendary tag team uh, titles. So basically, all for all the uh, uh, past legends. Uh, so they have a championship to vie for. So that's gonna be uh, pretty dope. Uh, yeah. So yeah, a lot lots of downloads. I'm still playing it. Still, still fun to simulate you uh, matches. Lots of fun with that game. I do. I do. It, it, it's it's such a fun game, man. Especially just to watch and just simulate matches, uh, left and right. Um, 
I'm st- I don't know if I don't know if uh, Spike Chunsoft is, is going to release the uh, uh, fire promoter mode, which is supposed to be like the booking mode for the game, which I think is on the PC. But um, I'm still wor- I'm st- we're still waiting on that for the PS4. But yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun, man. Damn, I see. And is there going to be a new turn? Is there going to be a new episode of the Legends Ball coming out this Saturday? Yes. Um, in fact, it's going to be coming out uh, uh, sooner. Two episodes actually. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll be uploading those, uh, tomorrow, if not Friday. And, uh, yeah, so. Depending on if we get snowed in, I guess. Yeah. So it's, it's it's something cool to watch. Um, who's going to win the tournament? Well, you'll find out. Uh, what's up, Brian? Brian Lucier, what's going on, bud? Yeah. So, yeah, other than that, that's pretty much it on my end. Uh. Just gotta share one more time. All right. One more Copy and paste. All right, we're good. Now we're about to get cussed out because they're getting it late. <laughs> <laughs> the IUWO brothers. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm about to. I'm getting cussed out. But anyway, uh, wait, that's it. Yeah, that's it, man. Um, besides work and you know, and and overrated adult life. Yeah, that's pretty much all I've I got. <laughs> I don't want to be big people no more. <laughs> Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> oh man, well, I kind of been up to a li- quite a bit this um this past week. Uh, our friend of the show and our uh, friend of the show and very good friend of mine, um, Afton Ward, we actually just we we watched Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Talk to talk to us. What's what, what, what's it about? What what you think? Loved it. You loved it. Loved it. Okay. Especially like if you love Queen, you will love this movie. Mm. So yeah, obviously it came out in 2018, directed by Brian Singer. Motherfucking X Men. Which X Men did he do? Uh uh the first two X Men and Days of Future Past. Okay, he did the good ones. So. Oh and I think he did um Apocalypse. God damn it. I think. Let me look it up. Everybody's gotta have a blemish somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, starring right um <clears throat> Academy Award winning Rami Malek yep. as uh, Freddie Mercury. Uh, his go- what I end up finding out his girlfriend Lucy Boyt Lucy Boynton mm-hmm. probably said that wrong, so forgive me. As is as uh, the love of Freddie Mercury's life from good portion of the movie in his life. Uh, Mary Austin, mm-hmm. Gwilym Lee as Brian May, Ben Hardy as Roger Taylor, and Joe Mazzello as John Deacon. First of all, do you remember Joe Mazzello? No. How's the little boy from from Jurassic Park? Oh, really? Yeah. That's him? Yeah. Wow, man. Dude. All grown up. <laughs> man, time flies, dude. It, it, yeah. It's been like 20-something years since that movie. Jesus Christ, I'm old. Yeah, 26 years. Is it 26? What year did that come out? 93. Was it 93? Yep. I think it was 94. But anyway, yeah, so obviously, oh yeah, and Queen members uh, Brian May and Roger Roger Taylor served as the creative creative and musical consultants. And obviously, the story follows Freddie Mercury's life from when he joins the band in 1970 all the way to their 1985 Live Aid performance at the old Wembley Stadium. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Now, my only thing is, is like, uh, it just, it hurts because it's like, it's Freddie Mercury himself didn't have his input. Mm-hmm. But, um, yo, this was, a, he was a wild boy. 
Uh, indeed he was. He was a wild boy. He actually had, there was actually one point where he had a solo career. Mm-hmm. Like he, I think he released like two albums or so, but it's like, he was just so, one thing he was surrounded by a whole bunch of yes men. Okay. And it's just like, this shit sucks. Because it's like, I don't have you to tell me this shit sucks. I don't have you here to yell back at me. I don't have you here to like, tell, to like, you know, give their honest opinion. Just everybody's just saying, yes, Freddie, yes, Freddie, yes, Freddie. He didn't necessarily feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm just kind of jumping all over the place, but it was really cool to see like how those songs that we that we all grown to know and love, like how they were created, what was the creative process during with those songs. Like with Bohemian Rhapsody, that was actually a song that he was just writing from writing over time until he just sat down at a piano and a secluded location and they just went ahead and just went he just went ahead and went in. He's like, that's it. Mm-hmm. So then he was so then they brought it, they created a song because they created the album. Night of the Opera. Yep. Just so, you know, because they were experimented and they was just, and they were saying Bohemian Rhapsody, like, that's too long. Six minutes is too long. Well, I feel bad for your wife if six minutes is too long. Like, <laughs> and um, he actually, so they, so the EMI, which was the label that they were signed to, was they refused to release that as a single. Mm-hmm. So Freddie Mercury actually went to a radio station where he was good friends with the DJ, and he told him like, "Yeah, we have this song out, but Bohemian Rhapsody is the song that we want to put out." Okay. But the studio, the label says it's too long for radio. It's six minutes. So he goes, "You know what? Let's play it." Mm-hmm. Instant hit. All right. Um, another one that I was fascinated with was um, when it. The creative process for another one bites the dust. Mm-hmm. They didn't even want to do the song. Really? Yeah, because they was because they were saying like, "Yo, this is like it's a disco song. Like that's not Queen. Mm-hmm. That's not us. Like we got." And they were already like arguing at the same, you know, having their inner uh, fights as it was. Yeah. So then the bass player, uh, John Deacon, just just started playing, getting ready. Doom, 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 doom. And they're like, hey, I like that. Mm. All right, fuck it. Let's just do the song. Boom. Another one bites the dust came. Yeah. As they say, it's history. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was just a lot of um, just a lot of facts that, as I said, I'm not sure if they're 100% true because, I mean, you have, you can go by Brian May and Roger Taylor's um perspective but not freddy's yeah yeah i know i've heard i've I've read that there were uh several inaccuracies in the film oh yeah there's gotta be i mean because you gotta add you have to add some for you know add some drama to it Mm -hmm. so i mean so i didn't look i didn't you know look into it this weekend because there was other stuff that i had that i have gotten into plus i'm still working on this um this four in February challenge, which I'm gonna get to in a minute, but um, but yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. If you're if you're a Queen fan, watch it. If you're a music fan, watch it. If you're just, if you just love biopics, watch it. There's a reason why Rami Malek deserved that deserved that Oscar. Mm. There's a reason why he won it. And damn, damn it, he looked just like Freddie too. 
Yeah, just from the trailers I've seen alone, it was like I man. still love the trailers. The trailers were very good. Yeah, and the the movie does do it justice. Okay. Yeah, I might I might uh I might take a look at it. Um, now I know with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, Brian Singer was actually fired like two thirds of the way in the production. Is that what happened? Yeah, he said that apparently, um, not only because of the allegations, but because like he, he, uh, he and Robbie Mal- Malik and the rest of the cast didn't get along with him. Um, so the it was like, and Robbie Malik came out and said that it was not a pleasant experience, and that's all he could say. And so uh, Dexter Fletcher uh, came in and finished the rest of the film, mm-hmm. and and. Ironically, Dexter Fletcher is actually directing the uh, Elton John biopic Rocket Man. Which I mean, I did see, I did come across the trailer, but I didn't. Um, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, watched the full entire trailer. Yeah, I remember seeing the teaser like when he, they put it out like months ago. Yeah, I think it's the te- it's only the teaser so far. Yeah, no, they, but then there's another one. Oh, okay, there's a recent trailer that came out like last week. I want to say oh, okay. Yeah, like a full blown trailer, and then earlier this year they re- not this year, last year mm-hmm. they released a trailer. Okay. So yeah, that's one thing that I've been up to on the comics end. Um, recently that just came out last week was Hulk Vereen's number one. Hulk Marines. Hulk Vereen. Vereen. Oh, Hulk. Hulk, Hulk Vereen's with an S. S. Plurals. plurals. Yeah. Okay. Number one, written by uh, Greg Pat and um, art by Ario and 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 Indito. Excuse mm-hmm. me, I know I messed that up. Talk to in the Carl. cover by uh, Greg Lynn. Oh wait, here it is. Here it is, right here. Boom. There it is, people. Yeah, you can see it reverse, but so it's actually following the events of the uh, Weapon H series, which I actually just finished too. Funny, really nice, fun read. I highly recommend that one as well. And um, so Clayton Cortez, who is Weapon H himself, he finds himself sick from a gamma-destroying virus that was given to him by one of the Incredible Hulk's uh, longtime enemies, the leader. So the Hulk comes in to try to destroy him, mm-hmm. and the two, and then the two and end up going head to head but then another hero steps in and it becomes a triple threat match Wolverine okay so the Hulk and Wolverine mm-hmm. versus Weapon H alright same pop, same powers all combined to be to a great heavyweight slugfest so I'm not sure if it's gonna be a long term type of um Comic. I'm pretty sure it's probably gonna be like no lit, no longer than like five, probably between five and twelve mm-hmm. issues. But it's a nice little fun read. I'm a, I'll end up following. And also, which came out last week is Wolverine Infinity Watch. Now this is one of the variant couple covers that I got. Okay. But it was written by uh, Jerry Duggan and art by uh, Andy McDonald and the cover by Giuseppe Conancali. Um, I'm, that's not the cover that he designed, but Wolverine has an Infinity Stone. What? The original cover is actually like the Infinity Gauntlet mm-hmm. with three Wolverine claws. I like it. Don't, um, didn't even get a chance to read it, but I did pick it up. Mm-hmm. But I know for a fact I skimmed through it. There's a special appearance from Loki. Okay. So he has something to do with, do with this. I'm looking forward to reading that one and getting more details and this one. 
All right. So then, I uh, well, as for my uh, my uh, four in February challenge, I am on the last game, and it's it's pretty much crunch time for me. Yeah, you only have like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I have tomorrow, so I may be just pulling an all nighter as soon as I get out of here. Okay. And just going to work. Um, it's Detroit become human. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, I'm still in the beginning. <laughs> it all depends on the. T- it all depends on the um, the choices I make. Mm-hmm. So hopefully like- everybody won't die like I did last time. Because <laughs> goddamn, that's a failure. Yep, shout out to Kyle. He urged me to buy that game. Caught it for twenty bucks. I'm like sold. Mm. Well, I wanted to buy it from the get go. Yeah, but yeah, I need. Yeah, I need to make sure everybody. I need to redeem myself. This is my chance. If they all die, it don't count. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, I bet you killed them all before at one point. Yeah. Ooh. Waiting for him to respond. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm. It's crunch time. Mm. I've beaten I've beaten it before since I started this one. I actually wonder how um he said allegedly. <laughs> so uh I actually wonder how Ed's Ed from the Party Nerds is doing with that. Like I know he um he, he you know he partnered with us. He partnered with me to uh actually continue this. Um I know Kyle finished his. You're pretty much just not gonna do it at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um Brian Lucia, I think he has one more game, but I think he's wrapping up. I remember him telling me. And I haven't heard about Brian. Brian, I know you're watching. What's up? But, yeah. Oh, and Party Nerd AJ, he's just been on Kingdom Hearts 3, like, the entire time. Like, he he said, he, oh, man, Eddie said that I fail hard. I let work and responsibilities get to me, but I did. he did Platinum Spyro, so... Halfway through Shaolin Marks. Ooh, Marks. Ooh. Okay. And I, I guess I'm the only hope. Uh-uh. Yeah, man. I'm finishing up Kingdom Hearts 3 in the next couple of days. You got till tomorrow if you want to add that. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, it's crunch time. I'm pulling in some all not close the strong, brother. I'm trying to. I got to. And I'm praying that. Damn, I'm over here knocking shit over. I'm praying that work is closed tomorrow due to the weather just so I can finish it. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, you call in sick? You know, I could do that. I got, like, tons of vacation time left. Oh, there you go. Like, tons. I just don't... I don't use my vacation time. I don't know why. Is it like if you don't use it, you lose it? I, maybe not in this case because I barely used any... Damn, I didn't even use none for co- when I went to uh, New York Comic Con. Wow. Like, I went after work. <laughs> Damn, man. <laughs> and came back in time to go to. God, that was the most tiring weekend I have ever had. Mm. <laughs> Worth it, though. Right. Worth it. So then on the Netflix tip, now I haven't finished watching this, and I actually urge you guys to watch this as well. Okay. It's a uh, Netflix documentary that originally that was originally that originally came out in 2017, mm-hmm. but it was released last month. Abducted in plain sight. My goodness. Okay. The fuckery that is that documentary. Oh, I'm intrigued. Oh my God. So basically it's about it's a documentary that covers the Jan Broger. Well now Felt. Her last name is Felt. Mm-hmm. The Jan Broger story. Um her kidnappings throughout the nineteen seventies. She was actually kidnapped by a by a neighbor who was a trusted family friend. By the name of um, Robert Birchtold, aka B. Okay. All right. 
So who who him who had he had, he had a family of his own, wife, kids, everything, portrayed himself as like a loving family man, and he convinced Jan's parents to take his daughter, take their daughter on a trip. I mean, this guy was so manipulative mm-hmm. that her parents didn't even call until like a couple of days later. What? Oh, jeez. Yes, the, that trust, man. Like the FBI, and this dude was like so, like it boggles me how how manipulative he was. Mm-hmm. Like he had this girl convinced that he was an alien, what, and that she was an alien also, and they needed to have sex to like save an alien race. There was also, um, oh my god, was, like I said, so much fuckery. It, he can, she actually he actually manipulated her to fall in love with him that they were going to get married he actually gets caught by the FBI they actually went to Mexico mm-hmm. gets caught mm-hmm. he ends up getting out of prison somehow some way mm-hmm. and then he kidnaps he kidnaps, kidnaps, kidnaps her again Jesus Christ <sighs> And it was to the point where she wanted to go with him. Wow, that's some serious Stockholm syndrome. Oh, the best is yet to come. Now, this is where, ooh, the memes, the memes, the memes of this one. Oh, there are memes from this. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now, if you thought, now, last week, thank y'all for tuning in last week for um, our Fire Festival episode. Yeah. Now, if you thought the Andy King story was something. Mm hmm. Robert Birchall had an affair. Remember, he was molesting the daughter. Mm-hmm. Had an affair with the mother. What? Uh, and the father. Bruh. Bruh. I kid you not. So he was basically diddling the whole family. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was like two other children, but he they didn't... Yeah, it was like two other daughters, but nope. Okay, he can daughter. Yeah, kidnapping the daughter. It was a family. Yes, shout out to Tashan. It's a. Fa- it was a family affair. Jeez. The daughter. Uh huh. The mother. Yeah. And the. Father. And the father. <laughs> hmm. I, I don't. I don't have any words for this card. I did. The memes are ridiculous. Yo, I'm sorry, Andy King, but your crown got stolen. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually a meme that you said, I had the internet by storm with my story. Hold my beer. The father told the story. Wow. And not to mention, here's the great. The mother and the father didn't even know about it. <laughs> they didn't even know that they were sleeping with the same guy. What? So, and the guy was still married to his wife. What? Oh, oh my! Oh my God! Oh my! Th- this you you can't make this shit up, people. <laughs> it's too good to be true. I haven't even finished the documentary. I still got like twenty minutes left, and I'm still I still gotta rewind. I still gotta watch it from the beginning just to like, wow. 
I don't, I don't know how you can continue with more after that. You just 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 go to straight to credits, man. <laughs> Not to mention one of the best part, at least like with the Andy King story. Oh, let me see. Hold on, that story. You could we got that story within like a half hour, forty five minutes into the documentary. They yeah. got that shit out the way in the first twenty two minutes. What? <laughs> <laughs> so fast. Wow. You was done after that part. And they had way more to tell. There after. was more to tell. Well, that's what the whole like alien thing and stuff. Like, oh, and then not to mention, so he goes to see the so he Robert Bird still well B because that's what everybody referred to it. B actually goes to therapy, mm-hmm. goes back to the parents and says, "Well, to help me, I need to sleep in your daughter's bed three times a week for the next six months." Okay. <laughs> What? Now, Carl, I I, I should ask this question. Um, Please don't take it the wrong way, viewers, but I think it has to be asked. Were they all white? Yes. (laughs) Why people? Enough said. The only thing you could say is like, pedophilia even though it did exist back then but it wasn't a big it wasn't as big of a deal back then as it is now but jesus my goodness Uh, i'm legitimately flabbergasted yeah you were saying what the fuck at least about every five minutes (laughs) just uh, like tasha said like the fuck the fuckery. This documentary, yeah. should be, that should be the name of the documentary. The fuckery. And this is on Netflix. On Netflix. Abducted in plain sight. It's it's one hour out of here. Like the biggest what the fuck hour that you can... Now, now all everything you've you've said, there's more. There's than more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Hashtag Billy Mays. Oh my gosh! Uh, see, I aren't you glad I saved this part for the show? Yes, <laughs> I'm. I'm absolutely glad because, wow! I part of me, part of me is like, okay, this is insane. This is beyond insane. Off the page. Should I? Should I take the time to watch this? Yes. Yeah. You know what? I'm. Go- I, I. I have to. You have to. I, it's I, a car, the car crash effect. Exactly, it is the car crash effect. I I can't. How I I, can, I cannot ignore this. No, you can't. No, you can't. Just the the triangle alone, and the fact that there's more that 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 you're not going to spoil. I, no, I, I can't. I I can't. I can't. And I still got more to watch too. Man, I I can't imagine if there's a director or writer out there who wants to adopt that into a feature film. <laughs> Jen Brogerfell is actually an actress now. Are you kidding? No. I bet she's like sending like straight to video type deals. Um, let me actually look up her uh, her d- filmography. Here we go. Jan Brogerfell. Her f- acting credits include okay, obviously inducted in place, right? Um. Have you seen We? Oh, We Are Your Friends. That was a uh, movie that's produced by uh, Max from Catfish. Okay. Uh, I lived. 
At the Devil's Door. Nope, haven't seen that. The Swan Princess, a royal family tree, royal family tale. Oh, direct the DVD. Um, Haunt. Nope. She did an episode of Criminal Minds. She was in Iron Man three. Really? Yeah. What does she play? A senior technician. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Maniac. I've heard of Maniac. I haven't seen uh, that. Darling Companion. Nope. Uh, Passage to Zarahemia. Nope. Everwood's a show. Uh, Mobsters and Mormons. That sounds that, that sounds entertaining, but I haven't seen that. Baptist. Yeah. Baptist at our barbecue. No. <laughs> uh, the Book of Mormon movie, Volume 1, The Journey. Nope. Little Secrets. Nope. Uh, the Proof Point, but that's a Disney Channel original movie. Uh, cover me based on the based on the true life of an FBI. Film. Oh, that's a TV show. Touched by an angel. Slaughter of the innocents. Nah. Deliver them from evil. The ta- the taking of Alta View. Nope. That's a that's a TV movie though. Uh, wow, that man. There hasn't been to be about a freaking kidnapping (laughs) in Utah, where the show takes freaking place. Oh wow! Well, our imitating life, I guess. Man, she yo that (laughs) abducted in plain sight. Oh my god! Please watch this fuckery, and somebody please email the show. Hell, even hit me up on my social medias at Mister Bird Ten Twenty Seven. I need to hear y'all's thoughts on this one because this shit is hilarious. It's not funny, but then it is. But then you're just like, man, are you serious? It's it's many what the fuck moments. Wow, man, man, the human experience, boy. <laughs> Good God, man. Sometimes stuff like that makes me wonder. You know, do we deserve to be here as a as a species? Not. Everybody, and the more I see this shit, the more like I'm in traffic jams and stuff, the more I realize, oh, certain co-workers I have, mm-hmm. the more I realize that, God damn it, Thanos was right. <laughs> Thanos did nothing wrong. He did not. <laughs> Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. <laughs> wow. My co-workers know who I'm talking about. Mm. But damn it, Thanos was right. Yeah. Save us, please. Man. Well, um Ooh, I got one more thing. Okay. If I got one um, another what the fuck moment. Okay. So I um <laughs> I'm just I'm just still trying I, to process I'm, oh, oh, you still trying to process the love tra- Yeah. That's not a triangle. That's a damn square. That's just a big perverted square. It is. So, I, the daughter, the mother, and the father. Man. Wow. So, I took part of a challenge. Now, if you thought the fast food lasagna was something. Reprehensible. Ooh. No, there's something. No, I didn't do the. I didn't do the Trebacon epic. Okay. 
But I took two drops of the Wicked Nightmare Extract. Wicked Nightmare Extract. The hottest extract in the world today. Hotter than the ghost pepper. Measured at 2 million Scoville units. You did that. Two. Two drops. Okay, set the scene. How how did this come to be and why? Uh, a friend of mine, actually, she um, she found it online. I think we were just talking. I, like, I was telling about the, you know, the fast food lasagna and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, she actually found it. Oh, yeah, I pulled it. I, go- I pulled it up on Google. Mm-hmm. And his, she was just like, yo, we should do this challenge. Mm-hmm. Like two drops and you can and I could not have anything to drink or eat for two minutes. Okay. Two minutes doesn't sound so bad. Yes, the fuck it is. <laughs> two million. <laughs> Would you like to try it? Fuck no. And oh yeah, and there is a video. Okay. I'll actually I'll show you the video after this after um I need after to, the show, the show goes off this. the air. <laughs> but yeah, I said they just she ordered it, it came in. So it was like, all right, place two drops on your tongue. First of all, the bottle's like this big. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, ready? And it doesn't even come, it's not even like a little sauce, it comes with a little dropper. Okay. Open up my t- open up my mouth, put my tongue out. She placed two drops into it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hmm. Okay. Okay. It tastes a little bit smoky. There it is. And I was pacing back and forth. Like the top of my mouth was burnt. And like it was so bad. Some of it touched my lips that I still kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so. Now, 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 was one enough, or did you all just decided to just do two? We decided two. That's crazy. One is definitely enough. That's insane, man. I, I don't know why y'all thought two. Like y'all just try to live on the edge. Yeah, man. It's, it's, uh, sometimes you just gotta do things simply off, just simply just for the experience. I'm willing to challenge anybody to do that. The wicked nightmare extract. So, yeah. how how long was the sensation? How long was it was it burning your mouth? Well, I had to let it burn by itself for two minutes. Okay. And then I ran and got ice because I don't drink milk. They say drink milk. I don't drink milk at all. Mm-hmm. Lactose intolerant? No, I just never liked it. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. I'll, like if I'm eating cereal, mm-hmm. I won't drink the milk. Mm, just throw it out? Yeah. Mm. Unless if, it's, if I'm eating like Cocoa Pebbles and stuff and there's so much chocolate that I observed in it, mm-hmm. then I'll drink it. Protein powder, protein mixes with it. I'll drink that. But yeah, just milk straight. No, can't do it. Oh, just never liked it. Hmm. Interesting quirk. Yep. I, I, we had some ice cream ready, and I, first of all, it was so hot that the first scoop of ice cream that I took, mm-hmm. threw it out. Wow. <laughs> like I had to spit it out the first bite because it was like the taste and the burn was still there. Mm. And speaking of speaking of cereal, they actually have Cold Stone flavored cereal, and it's actually decent. We ain't got no Cold Stones no more, huh? Nah, the one in Seacock just damn. That's it. 
Yeah. Not Carolina Reaper challenge. No, this is worse than Carolina Reaper. I tasted Carolina Reaper. Yeah. That was nothing. Really? Like you feel you feel it, but it's like you get over it fast. This wicked nightmare is where it's at. Mm. It's literally the hottest. There's YouTube videos. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Kyle had to pull over. But yeah, this was bad. Then I just kept eating ice cream. I just kept eating ice cream. Like probably two bowls of ice cream, only just for it to calm down. Whoa. Stop hating on the Reaper. I'm not hating on the Reaper. I actually like the Carolina Reaper. But this is worse. Now, is it true that the Carolina Reaper is the only good thing out of the Carolinas, not the Panthers? Wow, that's hate. <laughs> the joke was right there. I, I I just felt like I had to I had to reach for it. I, Do the one chip challenge. The one chip challenge I heard was good. Also, the Toa Satan challenge. You ever heard of the Toa Satan? I've heard of it. I don't know what it is. It's literally the hottest candy in the world. It's a lollipop. You can't even touch it with your skin. Just like this. Just like the um the Wicked Nightmare extract. You cannot touch it. You can't touch it. Like bears. Bare skin. Wow, you need gloves? Yeah. Oof. Yes. Like the set, like I we even touched we just touched the drop. Mm-hmm. You and the smell was still in his like I'm sitting there just yeah, just like talking about it, trying to re- recuperate and stuff, and I'm like, why do I still smell it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh jeez. Like, why do I still smell it? And so all all in You to- you have to thoroughly Wash your hands, and like I said, ice cream helped the helped the best. Ice cream and bread. Mm-hmm. If you use water, water all it, all it's gonna do is just spread. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like uh, wow, like so, like all told, like how long did it take to like get rid of the burning sensation? Uh, whew. half hour. Half. Ooh, man, that must have been torturous. Not until like I ate enough ice cream. I like the, my second bowl. I was kind of good. Like the spice was still there, mm-hmm. but it was very tolerable at that point. Yeah, and this is all on video. Yeah. Um, it was this on like your Instagram or no? It's uh, we haven't even uploaded it to social media. So it's but the vid, but there is a video there. Why not make it a code extra? Upload it there. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Think about it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But it's not on my phone. Oh, okay. I have to get. I have to get it sent to me. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I need to see this because <laughs> yeah, I, you'll you'll never catch me doing that nonsense, man. Oh, try it. Nah, try it. Nah. Who can say that they tra- tasted the hottest extract in the world? You can. This guy. You can, and that's and that's fine. That's totally fine. I like spicy food, but I'm not. Not damp, not yeah, and that's the thing. It's not a sauce. It's an extract. An it's extra. an ingredient. An ingredient for what? Gunpowder? <laughs> Damn it! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At that level, yes. Jesus, man. I don't know, man. That's. And you actually hear me say in the video, "Why do I do this to myself?" <laughs> Man, th- th- this needs to be seen. The public needs to see this, Carl. We'll see. You know what? I may post a picture. A pic- Just a picture and see what the public says. 
I say, I say give the public what they really want. I'm not sure if they actually do want it. You want it. <laughs> Maybe a couple of people on our YouTube chat, are, they want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, man, man. Wicked Nightmare Extract. Now, here's a, here's, here's a challenge. Wicked Nightmare Extract, a Carolina Reaper, and the, and the Devil's Toe all at once. That's death. Yeah. That's death. That That literally is death. Yeah, it is. I, I can't even do it. Let's just say this. I can't do Wicked Nightmare again. Mm. I can do fast food lasagna again. Yeah, you could. Clog up your arteries. Oh, you can do it too. Hell no. I've seen you eat before. You can put them, You can put food away. I can put food away, but I put particular food away. I put healthy, tasty foods away. My, my, my body is a temple. It is a synagogue. It is a mosque. It is a... It is a tabernacle. And I am willing to bet that I am, as bad as I eat, that I am healthier and more athletically fit than you. Oh, but you go to the gym more often. So I actually don't. That. I haven't been to the gym in like a year. Oh, well, okay. But no, healthier, no. Because I... I'm pretty sure I could still... No, no, no. Because listen, I, listen, I'm all about that black bean life, that salad life, okay? Garbanzo beans, seasoned pinto beans, r- uh, basmati rice, jasmine rice, yes. Vegetables, greens, seasoned, sautéed, yes. I really need for you to take this damn stick off your ass and just fucking live. Eat a steak and be happy, damn it. Nah, that's red meat, man. If there's and like, I'll, I'll eat red meat once a year now. You're full blown vegan. No, I'm not full blown vegan. Z's? Not full blown vegan. Um, I'm, I would say mostly, mostly vegetarian. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do a chicken every now and then, but like. There's plenty of tasty, rich alternatives to protein, like black beans. What? Yes. I mean black beans. Before. I ain't got no nothing against black beans, but goddamn, I have them with some rice and a steak, and I'm I'm happy. Yeah, like a black bean burger. Mm. Yes, with all the fixings all over my body. <laughs> Slaughter that cow. Hey man. Hey tomato. Fuck tomato. them animals. This is all part of the circle of life. You seen the Lion King? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, suspect we're all connected in the great circle of life. We are connected. When we die, our bodies become the grass. Yeah. And the antelope eat the grass. Yeah. And then you become a pile of shit. Which fertilizes the grass. <laughs> ah, there you go. And then they eat the antelope, and then the antelope eat the grass. Yep. We eat the antelope. It's, it's all a circle. It is a circle. Yeah. Yeah, it is a circle, all right. Man, Wicked that- extract. So, yeah. Who wants to see the video? I'll post up the picture. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Just let us know. Yes, let us know. Podcast at gmail.com or any of our social medias. That's right. And uh, and Kyle, we love you too, man. He gave us a middle finger emoji. Okay. He gave you a middle finger emoji. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, let's. we're halfway into the episode. So uh, before we get into the... Oscar talk here. Uh, let's get into our sponsor right quick, Studio Regent Headphones. Yes. High quality, affordable, just the dopest, some of the dopest headphones that you can buy. Yes. At a great price, Bluetooth capabilities, studio quality sound, 24 hour battery life. P- Collapsible design, mm-hmm. interchangeable caps. Yep. And all you got to do is just go to studio.com, 
Enter the promo code Codex Podcast to get 15% off. And as always, Vic. Free shipping in the USA. That's right. Also, I want to give a big shout out to um, another podcast that came across my position. that came across my our attention. They reached out to us. The Florida Men on Florida Man podcast. <laughs> I love the name. <laughs> it, it's now uh, me, I'm a fan of the Breakfast Club, fan of Charlemagne and his donkey of the days. And he always said the craziest people are from either the Bronx mm-hmm. and all of Florida. Yeah. Well, here's some Florida men that actually touch on those Florida headlines and pretty much confirmed confirmed that all these all them headlines are true. Florida is one of the craziest places on earth. Yeah. And and I want to know just just for my curiosity, what is it exactly about Florida specifically that makes it such an insane place? I don't know. Just tune in to Florida Men on Florida Men. Podcast available on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Like I said, thanks for showing us the love. We got gladly to show the love back. Yeah, we're, that's what's up, man. We appreciate it. And so, yeah, man, uh, we're going to get into uh, the 91st Academy Awards results. Uh, uh, before before that, in, re- in reference to Florida, uh, Kyle says too much sun. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe so, uh, but, but yeah, the 91st Oscars uh, took place uh, last Sunday, and uh, man, I have so much to say about it. Uh, before getting into it, uh, I will say that overall, I really liked the show uh, a lot. There was a lot to like. There was a lot of a lot of wonderful welcome surprises, as well as a few, uh, let's say, dubious unexpected surprises as well but we will get into those in due course yeah i did i did walk it i watched the i watched the oscars well i got into work at like 10 Mm o'clock so like i just threw it on and just like you know i had it on as background noise as while i was working yeah and um i just happened to turn it on during uh the performance with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga singing uh, Shallow. Yes. You cried, didn't you? I didn't cry. I, I really didn't cry. I didn't cry, Carl. This time I did not. But I but I was, but, you know, you know, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that performance in a bit because I have some thoughts about that as well. All right. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, the 91st Academy Awards uh, this year, it went host-free. Uh, no hosts. Uh, Kevin Hart was originally gonna was tapped to host, but you know, re, uh, some questionable tweets resurfaced um, with some homophobic jokes, and you know, Twitter rose, you know, kicked up a big stink about it. He got the heave ho, and so uh, the the Academy instead of having a host, um, they opened the show with a performance by Queen and Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert singing Mar- Freddie Mercury's. Yep, Sing, uh, singing Freddie Mercury. He was in the movie voice. too, by the way. Oh really? Yeah, he nice. he played a he played a truck stop driver driver who was eyeballing Freddie Mercury. Okay, I was like, oh man. All right. Yep. 
Yeah, makes sense. Makes Couldn't sense. Couldn't tell it was him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, it was a, it was a pretty cool performance. They performed, uh, you know, we they opened with "We Will Rock You," then they moved into uh, "We Are the Champions." I think a couple other songs. I was so well. Yeah, they was always they was always like perform, those songs were always performed together. As a matter of fact, yeah, like a medley. Yeah, I will say this though. I was starting to get as watching that movie. I was starting to get mad because I'm like, listen, we have not heard "We Are the Champions" yet. They show how they made "We Will Rock You." Yep. But then it was like, I'm like, all right, where's "We Are the Champions"? We're towards the end of the movie. And then he started playing. I'm like, okay, I'm happy now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it was a, it was a really cool opener, and um, also uh, the fact that the the academy that the Oscars didn't have a host, it actually really helped with the pacing of the show. So the pacing this year was actually tighter and more streamlined. So there was like really no fat to trim. They were just like it was just like going one after another, one moment after another. So the show actually ended uh, earlier by Oscar standards at three hours and twenty minutes, uh, as opposed to like you know going as long as a WWE live event, like a basically half a work shift or damn near a whole work shift. Just any WrestleMania or a classic five pay-per-view. Any WrestleMania, yeah, any WrestleMania classic five pay-per-view. Well, yeah, I'd say that because like... Just the, say WrestleMania. Well, WrestleMania because... Well, because the standard length is four hours now for yeah. all the pay-per-views. But, uh, but yeah, this show went three hours and 20 minutes. So definitely a good pacing. Um, I think the Oscars Oscars are on the right track with having no host at all. So that cuts out a lot of like silly gags that don't need to be there. Um, also, the uh, after right after that, uh, we had had an announcement of the first Oscar for the best supporting actress. So big shouts to Regina King for winning for If Beale Street Could Talk. Black well, excellence. Black excellence, baby. Yo, well deserved. Regina King was awesome in this film. She came a long way since Boys in the Hood and Friday. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. That's Huey and Riley. Yeah, Huey and Riley Freeman. Yeah, multi-talented. Yeah. Now we can say Regina King's an Academy Award winner. Uh, she became the eighth black actress to win the Best Supporting Actress Oscar. Uh, she follows uh, Viola Davis, Lupita Nyong'o, Octavia Spencer, uh, Monique, Jennifer Hudson, Whoopi Goldberg, and Hattie McDaniel. Yep. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah. So yeah, definitely quite a legacy there. I'm really looking looking forward to seeing what Regina King does next because she's awesome. And of course, you know, you know, if you're a fan of the Boondocks, you already know her work. So love the show. Yeah. I had to watch a clip earlier today, just to send it to somebody for as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and also, another big winner of the night, and I am so pleased, Black Panther, yes. bam, wins not one, not two, but three Oscars. Tell them which one's it. First one was uh, Best Costume Design. Suck it, John Aponic. By Ruth E. Carter. Uh, best production design, suck it, John Aponic, by Hannah Beachler and Jay Hart, and best original score. Well, there was one thing I wanted to say about that. One thing about, oh yeah, suck it, John Aponic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Tell you what, John, you can you can brag about Aquaman's one billion dollars. You can uh, you can still wax poetic about Suicide Squad's best makeup and hairstyling Oscar from 2016, but at the end. We Marvel Studios has won three. We got three. Y'all got one. And that's cool. 
but try to get as many as Black Panther. In, your, in one night. In one night. Uh, man, there's, there's, I, I was so pleased. Uh, Ruth E. Carter, uh, she was looking absolutely fabulous uh, as, a, as a, for winning Best Costume Design. Uh, she actually uh, uh, worked with Spike Lee on 12 of his films. Uh, so they've been longtime collaborators like School Days, Do the Right Thing, Malcolm X, Mo Better Blues, a lot of stuff. I remember watching Mo Better Blues as a kid, knowing good and damn well I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah, especially the childbirth scene. <laughs> but yeah, man, Ruth E. Carter, congratulations. Uh, you can also follow her on Twitter. It's a really cool feed. Um, leading up to the Oscars, she had, uh, I think, she had like a 28 days or 30 days of, 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 of moments. Uh, basically, I forget the exact hashtag, but Ruthie Carter was posting uh, different movies that she did costume designing for, oh, okay. and it was a pretty it was pretty cool. So definitely follow her on on Twitter to to catch that. Um, big congratulations to her. Also, big congratulations to Hannah Beachler for production design on Black Panther because not only are the costumes dope, uh, but also the set the set design, the look, everything. Uh, Hannah Beachler actually became the first African American to be nominated for production design as well as the first to win it so making history right there and beachler is also the first ever female production designer of a marvel film i'm just basking in this glory right now oh yeah basking in the glory and with hannah beachler you know her previous credits include moonlight fruitvale station creed and beyonce's lemonade Never watched Beyonce's Lemonade. Mm-hmm. Love Fruitvale Station. Oh yeah. Love Creed. Yes. What was the other one? Moonlight. Still haven't seen Moonlight. Moonlight. It's a phenomenal film. Oh, trust me, we know. Yes. As a member of the Codex Prime podcast <laughs> and been yours for the past four years, I know. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I I can't say enough good things about that film. And also, uh, Ludwig Göransson winning Best Original Score. For Black Panther, dude, he's like our age. Yeah, yeah, this dude's doing it. Like he's a, a longtime producer for Donald Glover, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he did. Um. This yeah, he won a Grammy for This Is America. Yep. There you go. So yeah, another notch on his belt. And what makes it even more remarkable was that, you know, uh, Black Panther has obviously, without question, the best musical score of any Marvel film. Like you look at and you look at any of the other MCU films, besides the Avengers theme. There's nothing else in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that has a memorable score. It's like, it's like the editors and, and directors just like laid down like a temp track for like stock music and then forgot to switch it out. Yeah, you know, it's because a lot of us are too were too invested into the story itself. That could be. That, that's what that's what I would say. That's what I would say it was because I mean, the MCU story is is a great one. Yeah. You can't you cannot deny it for you know spanning 10 years and all the build up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like this you cannot deny the story, but I like I said I have no is- I have no issues with the score and stuff. Um Yeah. I listened to the score once. Love the soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack is yeah. awesome. But yeah. I was rooting for them to win best picture. I really was. Yeah. It would have been it would have been interesting, but we'll get to the best picture. Okay, because I want yeah, because I got a yeah. little something to say about. I got a little things to say. Where I know you're about to go. I know you're about to sound off, but yeah. 
But um, but yeah, with the with the Black Panther score, not only is it dope, but I also on Spotify I do recommend checking out Black Panther Wakanda Remixed, which features which is an EP which features uh, five versions of different pieces from Ludwig Gordon's score, and it's also co-produced by different uh, artists. So that's pretty dope. You might you actually might like it. Um, that actually might give you some ideas for some future mixes as you're DJing as well, because the beats are really good. Wakanda Remix. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, remixed. Oh, remixed. Yep. So ED. Yeah. So just, excuse yep. me. <laughs> so look for that on uh, Spotify. And uh, as far as John Haponic goes, you suck know, it. Yep, friend of the show, our resident supervillain. Well, at least you have the Suicide Squad makeup and hairstyling Oscar and the drum playing octopus from Aquaman. I saw Jason Momoa there. Yeah, he was there. I'm like, why? You know, I mean, one billion dollars, and he's his his career's on the on the come up now. Okay, one billion dollars, but yeah, Black Panther did that as well. Oh yeah, definitely. And not to mention, Black Panther was a. I might as well just say it now. The reason why I'm upset that it didn't win. Um, best, best picture. picture because like, that was a cultural moment. Oh yeah, it it was. That was a huge cultural moment. The Academy was like, okay, and. Yeah, I think they still they're still hesitant to uh, to give the full prize to a superhero film. Like the nomination was the win for Black Panther in my view, but they could have gone the extra step. They could no, they they definitely could have. They did not. They, they like like I said, it was a moment. Like people who didn't even watch superhero films mm-hmm. went out to watch that movie and to support that. People yeah. were cosplaying in the theaters and stuff, mm-hmm. like. Every single thing that movie they had to re they re released it. Yeah, they did. Yep. Yeah, Wakanda Forever, man. Like that was it was a huge cultural moment. Mm-hmm. Marvel went back to back on that one. Oh yeah. And I can't wait for part two, man. Ryan Kruger's gonna be directing that again and co writing it. So you know that's gonna be fire. I heard it's gonna be it's gonna be called Black Panther Moon Knight. I'm like Hmm. To see Moon Knight, was but you know who I really want to see? What's that? Brother Voodoo. Brother Voodoo. He's scary. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Go ahead. Move on. Yeah. So yeah. uh, (laughs) So yeah. uh, Big ups to Black Panther. Much congratulations. Uh, Marvel Studios' first ever Oscar winner. Um, Also, Marvel scored its uh, a Marvel property scored its fourth win of the night. And this was my favorite, one of my favorite moments of the night. And this was absolutely well deserved. Best animated feature went to Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Can I get a suck at John Aponic? Yes. A suck at John Aponic. Although, to be fair, John loved this film too. He loved the okay, film as well. That'll be nice. I'll, I'll, I'll pull back a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, this was absolutely. If you haven't seen Spider-Man instead of Spider-Verse, like Carl and I, we've jonesed about it on the show uh, in a few episodes ago. This is a film that if 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 you if you haven't if you don't for some reason don't like any of the other Spider-Man movies or thought they were just eh, okay, watch this film. I I nine there's a good chance nine 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 times out of ten that you will come away loving this film. Like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is, a, is an absolute masterpiece, a work of art from the animation style to the use of uh, Miles Morales. 
uh, the Stan Lee cameo. The Stan Lee cameo. That shit hit you. Like, it, first yeah. of all, they made that cameo before he died. And once he died, it just became more meaningful and stuff. Yeah. You know, like, <sighs> yeah, man. Oh, and speaking of Stan Lee cameos, man, I'm just prepared for his final cameo in Endgame. It's not going to be his final. Really? He got stock loads of cameos. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. Hey, that's what's up. Uh, 10 but, out of 10 for the, on Spider-Verse for sure. Depth. Yeah. And also, uh, uh, the Steelbook is coming out in a few weeks. So you know I'm going to get that. I got to get it too. Yeah. Su- support it. It's going to be at Best Buy. Uh, so yeah, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So the uh, Oscar winners were uh, Bob Preschetti, uh, Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rothman, uh, directors. And it was also co-produced by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. So twenty-two, yeah. the 22 Jump Street directors and the Lego movie. They're your Oscar winners, too. So good on them. Well-deserved. Um, also, moving on to another uh, cool thing. Uh, this film received four Oscars, which was the most of this year's Oscars. Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Such a good movie. Uh, yeah, Rami Malek uh, wins Best Actor as Freddie Mercury. Really good speech. Um, he did. I enjoyed that, too. I, I was happy for him. Oh yeah, me too. Like I like the fact that he said that like he's a, he's like the son of uh Egyptian, Egyptian immigrants and yeah. he said that his story is still being written. I'm like, yeah, man. He's young too. Rami Malek's got to be hold on. I think he's in his mid 30s, mid to late 30s. He is uh... Oh, damn, he's 37. 37? Okay. No, he was older than he thought he was younger than that. Yeah, man, Mr. Robot. Um, struck- oh yeah, yeah. USA gave USA shot a commercial and they congratulating him. Nice, yeah. Rami Malek, he's a he's a terrific actor. Um, like I, I do want to see Mr. Robot. I'll definitely check out Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, he was also in a in a stars in a video game Until Dawn, which Is- yep he he played like the main antagonist of that game. It's like a horror game. It's like it kind of like Detroit Become Human, where you have to make certain choices. Where you either end up killing everybody or some people might survive. It's a dope. It's a dope horror game. Oh, you played it? Yep, I actually have it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, so Rami Malek wins uh, Best Actor, and uh, Bohemian Rhapsody also won three o- other Oscars for Best Film Editing by John Ottman, uh, Best Sound Editing, and Best Sound Mixing. Um, the editing one, I, I was on. I was on Twitter, and um, there were a lot of people who, that had a problem with Bohemian Rhapsody winning for Best Editing. And they showed a clip where um, think uh, where, where Freddie Mercury and Queen were meeting with um, Aiden Gillen's character for the first time. He okay. was like a manager, and like the the film just kept cutting. The scene kept cutting like every two seconds to like uh, Aiden Gillen, then Freddie Mercury, and then back to Aiden Gillen, then like the other members of the of Queen. It was just well, like they a, were talking. Well, they were talking, but the way it was cut, it was like it was. It's like a sit down one on one conversation. You don't need to make that many cuts. It's kind of like um, um, if you go on YouTube, look up Taken Three. Liam Neeson climbing a fence. It's like it's like a scene where Liam Neeson just like he's like being he's being chased and he just like jumps climbs over a fence and just jumps over. That that one moment literally had like almost twenty cuts. <laughs> it was like it was a cut like a like an MTV music video. All right, send it to me. Yeah, I'll send it to you. But it was it was ridiculous. But but yeah, um, Bohemian Rhapsody winning the four Oscars. Like I said, the most uh, awards of the evening. Um, I'll definitely check it out. It is available on, on Blu-ray and DVD now, so I'll I'll go, I'll get around to watching it soon. Um, also, another big winner of the night, and this one I was very happy to see. Roma 
which is Alfonso Cuarón's film on Netflix, an absolute masterpiece. It's a th- it won three Oscars. It won a Best Foreign Language Film for Mexico. Uh, and also Alfonso Cuarón took home two Oscars uh, for Best Cinematography and Best Director, which is his second Best Director Oscar after Gravity back in 2013. Um, Alfonso Cuarón, uh, he also became the first Latin American director to win the Best Director Oscar at the 2014 Oscars for Gravity. And uh, his uh, fellow compatriots, the Three Amigos, as people call them, Alejandro uh, González Iñárritu won for Birdman and The Revenant, and Guillermo del Toro won for uh, The Shape of Water. So definitely a big win, big night for Mexican filmmaking in Mexico itself. Uh, Roma, if you haven't checked that out, absolute masterpiece emotionally devastating beautifully shot definitely won this definitely deserved every bit of its cinematography oscar i think black and white films should make a comeback if it's that stylish like man i would love to see more black and white films being made i thought of you when i saw that they won when i saw that alfonso Cuarón won did yeah. i say his name right Cuarón, yeah. Cuarón, yeah yeah definitely well deserved absolute masterpiece roma on netflix check it out um also, another awesome, long overdue moment. Spike, Spike Lee. Lee. Yes, Spike Lee finally gets an Academy Award. Uh, Spike Lee won uh, for Best Adapted Screenplay for Black Klansman. So um, he won it with his co-writers, uh, Charlie Watchtell, um, David Rabinowitz, and Kevin Wilmot. And big shout-outs to them, to those three writers, because they actually took a step back and gave the entire acceptance speech to Spike Lee. So Spike Lee was on stage. You know, he was rocking his purple suit and his, uh, and his cap, you know. Looking like, looking like freaking Waluigi. Pretty much, you know, a, sty- a more stylish version of, Walu- of Waluigi, but but he gave it. He gave a, a wonderful speech, um, uh, giving um, giving respect to um, the ancestors of the past, from slavery to Jim Crow to today, the struggle. Um, definitely a, a Black Klansman. You've seen it yet? Seen no, it. I didn't. Don't you have it? Uh, I don't have it yet, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna order it uh, uh, this week off Amazon. But yo, Black Klansman, definitely one of Spike Lee's best films. Um, it's it's abs- it's 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 equal parts funny and hard hitting, especially like the last few moments of that film, which I won't which I won't spoil. Uh, John David Washington, Denzel Washington's kid, yo, yeah. dude's got a future, man. Oh yeah, don't you watch Ballers? Oh, he's in Ballers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what's up. That's freaking. Ja- and um, going back to the uh, extract. Yeah. I got the video. Oh, he did the challenge too. No, I'm just saying they oh. they sent me the video. Oh, nice! Okay. <laughs> Can't wait for that. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, man, uh, Spike Lee. He was also nominated for best director. Um, and uh, man, you know, Spike Lee. He's one of the one of the boldest and absolute greatest filmmakers of all time, in my opinion. Like you look at Do the Right Thing, which this year, 2019, is the 30th anniversary, 30th year anniversary of Do the Right Thing. Uh, school days. She's got to have it. Uh, Malcolm X. Um, let me see what else. Twenty fifth. Twenty fifth hour. What's Mo it? Better Blues. Mo Better Blues. Jungle Fever. Got jungle Fever. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I really remember was the dance. Song. Oh, and Holly Berry playing a crack. Oh, and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. Um, let's see. Crooklyn. Clockers. I love Crooklyn. Absolute classic. I love that film so much, man. 
I want to watch it again. Uh, I, soon. Yeah, I see Spike Lee get smacked across the head with a freaking broomstick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, playing a bass head. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Inside Man, that was dope. Uh, with um Denzel, Denzel, Denzel yeah. Chiwetel Ejiofor, Clive Owen. Clive Owen was a bank robber. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why do I keep mistaking that for phone booth? Um, you know, didn't they come around come out around the same time? Uh, three years apart. Oh, okay. I don't know why yeah. I get those two convinced. I mean, confused. Um, what else? A uh, Chirac. Uh, that was a that was a pretty interesting film with uh, uh, Nick Cannon playing a hardcore thug rapper. That's so unbelievable. That's hard to believe. Like he he was convincing. You got to see it to believe it, man. It was on Netflix for for a minute, but then they took it off. But you can you can catch it like uh, on Blu-ray and DVD. Chirac is definitely a really interesting film. Uh. Yo, just like Spike Lee, man. He, he, Spike Lee is one of those filmmakers too, where even when he makes a film that's that's not all that or close to bad, it's still interesting. It still gives you plenty to talk about. He didn't direct it, but oh, um, she hate me. Yep, he did that. She hate me was good. I I, I, I did enjoy that. That was just too. That was a lot. <laughs> it was it was a film that should not have worked, but it did. And it speaks to a lot to his talent as a filmmaker. Oh, he did the original Kings of Comedy. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. King, uh, yeah, he did uh, original Kings of Comedy. Clockers, Girl 6. I remember Girl 6. Girl 6 is the one I haven't seen. Um, get on the bus for little girls. He got game. Yep, he got game. Denzel. Uh, Denzel and Ray Allen. <laughs> Ray Allen, yep. Jesus Shuttleworth. Yeah. That's a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh, man. Uh, and also, real quick, uh, just to uh, just to acknowledge the comments, uh, Brian Luce says, "You guys forgot about the biggest news of the week, though." Oh man, Honky Tonk Man going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, if you're a member of the Wrestling Fantasy Warfare Group, mm-hmm. my fellow admin uh, Kevin Lima, yep, is a huge Honky Tonk Man fan. Really. Not ironically, action actual fan. He is an actual. He he will de- go into an argument with me and claim that he Honky Talk Man is the greatest Intercontinental Champion ever. No, he was just no. the longest. He's just the longest. That- I he Brian Lucia posted that for him, and everybody was just. Oh, I should find. I gotta find the. I gotta find what he wrote. <laughs> And a fun fact, Honky Tonk Man is still, to this day, the longest reigning IC champ at 454 days. Awesome, it came up right there. So Kevin Lima actually posted this one. Well, it's about freaking time. I'm having trouble holding it together today, but if I may say a few words, this is a man that should have gone into the Hall of Fame right after Andre and before names like Bruno, Hogan, and that talentless Ultimate Warrior. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is a man who brought the IC title to its highest level. No man or woman have ever has ever done what this man has done for the for the WWE or the entire wrestling world for that matter. Mm-hmm. A man that never took a took a backseat to anyone. A man who never played backstage politics. Questionable. Mm. A man who stood in the way of danger and never backed down. A true honky tonk man. I feel like my life has come to full circle, and now I can die. 
<laughs> I feel with Honky Tonk Man going into the hall that I, now I'm a member of the hall. I thank you all. <laughs> I thank you all. And if one bastard in this group says a mean comment toward the Honky Tonk Man, I will tickle fight you till you piss yourself. Sincerely yours, Hall of Famer, President of the Honky Tonk Man Fan Club, motherfucking K-Dog. I'm out. <laughs> so... People po- so I just said, as much as I want to dispute your great your greatest IC champion argument, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna sit back and ha- and let you have your moment. Enjoy, sir. He says, "Thank you, Mister Bird. The last thing I wanted to do was throw you out of the group." <laughs> and I said, "We'll save that debate for another time." Hmm. Well, let him be happy. Yeah, let him be happy. You know, uh, honky tonk man. 454 days, IC champion. Now, if you can recall, I'm gonna ask you something to test your wrestling knowledge. Okay. He was part of a he was part of a uh, short-lived tag team with the uh, with Greg the Hammer Valentine mm-hmm. called Rhythm and Blues. Okay. And I want to say WrestleMania six. Mm-hmm. They came out in a pink Cadillac. Yeah. Him, Jimmy Hart, Greg the, and Greg Valentine. They came out in a pink Cadillac. Mm-hmm. Another Hall of Famer was actually the driver of that pink Cadillac. Okay. I'll give you three guesses. Can you give me a hint? Nah, because it'll be too easy. All right. Um, Was it uh, Howard Finkel? No. Special Delivery Jones? He's not in the Hall of Fame. Nope. Legacy. Legacy, yeah. Uh, Okay. Was he like a major Hall of Famer? He didn't headline, but he's pretty major enough. Okay, and he's and he drove the pink Cadillac. Yeah. Okay. So um, he had one. Was it uh? Was it Gene Okerlund? No. Uh, Captain Lou Albano. Nope. Damn. Three guys. And Eddie was <laughs> Eddie. Eddie was going for you. Diamond Dallas Page. Really? Yeah. Wow. See, I wouldn't have even guessed DDP, to be honest. <laughs> a young Diamond Dallas Page was dri- was driving that pink Cadillac. Wow. Hey, he came a long way. Yes. DDP yoga. It works. <laughs> back to you. I'm just... Yeah. But yeah, getting back to the Oscars. Yeah, big congratulations to Spike Lee. Yes. Um, also moving on, another another wonderful moment and, and also a wonderful surprise of the evening as well. Olivia Coleman wins Best Actress for The Favorite, um, which was one of the most pleasant surprises for me because I fully expe- expected Glenn Close to finally win her first Oscar. She never won one? Never. She was nominated multiple times, but she never won one to this day. Um, Glenn Close, uh, she was nominated for The Wife, and she actually was was definitely kicking up this award season. She won the Golden Globe. Um, she won a, she won a number of awards as well. So people thought that Glenn Close was finally going to cinch it, but Olivia Coleman uh, wins for her role as Queen Anne in he The Jones, Favorite. Yeah, you Jones about that movie as well on a previous episode. Yep, and The Favorite is a, is a is a great movie too. Like, like three awesome performances by uh, Rachel Weisz uh, and Emma Stone as well. Uh, I, I also liked um, uh, Olivia Coleman's speech because you could tell she was genuinely surprised. So it was very endearing and very heartfelt. And she actually gave uh, props to each of her nominee fellow nominees. 
Which um, I always think is like a classic move. Oh, yeah. And all the nominees in this category this year were equally deserving. So you had uh, Yalitza Aparicio, uh, the first indigenous uh, actress to be nominated for Best Actress for Roma, uh, Lady Gaga for Star is Born, and Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Um, all of them equally deserving of the top prize. And Olivia Coleman, like if you haven't seen The Favorite, definitely check it out if you're a fan of costume dramas, great acting, and just hilarious, awkward humor. Um, and speaking of Lady Gaga, uh, she won her first Oscar for Best Original Song for Shallow uh, with music and lyrics by her, Mark Ronson, Anthony Rosamondo, and Andrew Wyatt. And um, she and Bradley Cooper actually performed Shallow at the Oscars. And um, their chemistry, not only on, on, I mean, their chemistry was definitely evident and 100% spot on in the film, but man, they were radiating some serious, like, some seriously, like, are they or aren't they type chemistry on stage? Like when, when they, when, when Bradley Cooper joined Lady Gaga at the piano and when they, and when they were singing, like the camera was like, Gave, right, right there in their faces. Yeah, like and they zoomed in, zoomed in, and Lady Gaga like uh, was 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 at the piano, and the way Lady Gaga was looking at Bradley Cooper, and the way Bradley Cooper was looking at Lady Gaga, it was like, yo, man, that's not just chemistry. There is there something? Wait, will they, are they or are they not? Not to, not to delve into some celebrity gossip because we don't do that on the show, but yeah, we do. We've done it before. No, here and there, but like the chemistry was definitely evident, like way more than just a like a professional actor, actor, director type deal. But man, that that song "Shallow," absolutely well deserving. I I would not have been mad if "All the Stars" by Kendrick Lamar and SZA won. Yeah, I still but, like that song to this day. Oh yeah, it's it still knocks. But "Shallow," like in the con- in the context of the film, it absolutely it, it's it, it's. It just makes me feel good. Um, the first time I saw that, I, I, I listened to that song and saw the film, saw the song performed in the film. I cried when I first watched *The Star Is Born* um, because the, the moment was just so. It felt so real when Lady Gaga's character Ali was 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 revealing herself to the world for the first time. It's like wow, her opportunity. Her opportunity for, for for success to to live her dream was right there. How many people don't ever get that opportunity? How many talented people who who can be who can be just as awesome, if not more awesome, than some popular artists out there? How many never get that opportunity? How many never get to realize their dream? How many people have to have to ride the bench while the while the Jinder Mahals and the Nia Jaxes of the world get all, get all the success and, and the recognition. You okay, know what I mean? First off, leave my woman alone. And second of all, for he's 14. <laughs> <laughs> 14. Man. But yeah, shallow. It's so sensitive. You cry. Listen. So sensitive. It's so sensitive. Listen, man. It, it, it's a great thong, if you will, baby. <laughs> But shallow, definitely an awesome, awesome track. Um, also, some other categ- some three other categories, real quick. Um, visual effects. This this one really surprised me. I fully wanted and expected Avengers: Infinity War to win, but First Man scored the upset for visual effects. Ryan Gosling, right? Yep, Ryan Gosling. Uh, First Man had uh, understated but astounding visual effects, especially if you watch the the moon landing sequence. 
absolutely, absolutely masterfully executed. Um, so I'm not not mad at all for First Man winning. I think First Man was largely snubbed uh, this award season. It should have gotten way more recognition than it did because it really is a genuinely one of the best films of 2018. Um, Vice wins the Suicide Squad Oscar, a.k.a. Best Makeup and Hairstyling. Uh, Christian Bale played Dick Cheney uh, in the full fat suit weight gain. Tyler Perry played Colin Powell. Did he? <laughs> yes, yes, he did. <laughs> he really did. And it was directed by Dirty Mike himself, Adam McKay. Dirty, oh, man. I, I want to see Vice when it comes out on Blu-ray, because I need to see Tyler Perry as Colin Powell. Oh, God. Leave Tyler Perry alone, because I know, I bet you are going to see Medea, the Medea family funeral. Oh, no. No way. Yes, you. I'm not seeing that. Dude, you went to see Acrimony and hated on it for two hours. You knew that was going to be a bad movie. You knew you wasn't going to like it, but yet you went ahead and watched it anyways, and then you spent two hours roasting it on a Victor's Corner? That's not giving a critique. No, no. That's just hate. No, no, no. First of all, it was not, first of all, my review was 90 minutes. Second of all, I said like I said, I'm not going to watch a Medea Tyler Perry movie. I'm going to watch his dramas, the non-Medea movies. Well, if you're going to um well, this should be rejoice because his dramas are funny as hell unintentionally. This this Medea funeral is actually going to be his Medea's last movie. It's the last movie. It's the last Medea movie. And the last I checked, the there was a uh, a play on tour, and it's like that's it. Medea, the Medea character is done. Like, like he's gonna retire. He's retire the character. the character. I wanna, I wanna clap. I wanna applaud. But I'm gonna give it five years. I'm gonna give it five years, and then I'll we'll know for sure if it's done. If huh? it's absolutely done. Huh? Um, but yeah, Vice wins Best Makeup and Hairstyling, and uh, Free Solo wins Best Documentary Feature. Uh, this one I really want to see. I know John Haponic was jonesing about this documentary. So Free Solo, um, that that looks really interesting. It looks amazing. It's about a, a, a free... A free a rock climber who climbs up like really steep cliff sides with absolutely no safety equipment. And you say I'm crazy for doing a freaking extract and a fucking fast food lasagna. There are different levels of crazy. Okay, I'll just let's let's just leave it at that. Like no harnesses, no safety equipment, no safety net. Like if he fell, that his death would have been captured on camera. But okay, yeah. And I just ate. I just ate something. Got sick. Would have been. I would have got sick. Didn't. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still good, man. That to me, that's that's the free solo uh, experience of like eating. But no. <laughs> but yeah, man. All all these wonderful things uh, happen at the Oscars. Many great surprises. But we get to the one surprise that that I was furious about. One that I damn near caught a heart attack on. <clears throat> Green Book. Green Book won three Oscars. It won Best Supporting Actor, Mahershala Ali. Deserve regardless. Yeah, two-time two time Oscar winner, of Mahershala the same, Ali. Of the same category, correct? Yep, of the same category. Uh, Mahershala Ali, he, became, he previously won for Moonlight. Yeah. Uh, w- real quick with Mahershala Ali, he be also became the first Muslim actor to win, that, to win in that category, Best Supporting Actor, as well as the first black actor ever to win two acting Oscars in the same category. So, you know what? Big ups to Mahershala. It's cotton um, mouth. You'll always be cotton mouth. 
as Cottonmouth, <laughs> Cornell Cottonmouth Stokes with the with one of the best laughs of any supervillain. Stokes. <laughs> yes. Stokes. Yep. Uh, best original screenplay by Nick Vallelonga. I got I got a lot. To, I got something to say about him. Brian Curry and Peter Farrelly. 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 Whatever. Best original screenplay. Best original. Sc- okay, let's look. Let's look at the nominees for best original screenplay. I got uh, them up right year. here. Okay. Hold wait, 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 wait. All right. Let's let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Best to the original people. screenplay. The nominees were Vice, written by Adam McKay. Mm-hmm. Roma, written by Alfonso Cuarón. Yep. Uh, First Reform, written by Paul Schrader. Yep. The Favorite, written by Deborah Davis and Tony McNamara. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Green Book. Green Book. Yeah. Best original screenplay over Roma. And first reformed and the favorite, nah, son. I I can't get with that. But the one thing that that gave me a heart attack, the one thing that I I was just absolutely heated about was was Green Book winning the top prize for best picture, best fucking picture. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it yet. But here's the thing, Carl. About Green Book, and 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 this is and this is why and this is why I I I I I was so deflated because looking at all the trailers for Green Book, it uh, it basically looks like Driving Miss Daisy to Electric Boogaloo. Um, okay, so the movie stars uh, Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali. Um, it's it's based on a it's based on a real based on two real individuals. Viggo Viggo Mortensen. Uh, plays this guy named uh, Tony Lip uh, Vallelonga, who's a, a driver, uh, a chauffeur for Dr. Don Shirley, who's a, a, a classical uh, uh, mu- yes. musician, uh, played by Mahershala Ali. And, he, and, and Tony drives uh, Dr. Shirley throughout the South um, to different gigs. And um, because, you know, t- Tony's Italian-American, he's white, he gets to shepherd him through like some of the most unsavory and unsafe and dangerous parts of the South, so he can, so Doctor Shirley can actually perform and make some money. Now, uh, the film now the, now the film claims to be based on a true friendship between uh, Doctor Shirley and uh, and uh, Tony Vallelonga and Nick Vallelonga, who's uh, the son of Tony Vallelonga, was the co-writer of the screenplay, and he claimed that it's uh, that the story was true, and he basically based it primarily off his father's experiences driving Doctor Shirley throughout the South. Now, this film is extremely inaccurate from what I've read from many from several articles I've read. Um, this film was extremely egregious in its portrayal of 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 the relationship between these two characters. In fact, there was an article I came across from um, Shadow and Act, uh, be called "How Green Book and the Hollywood Machine Swallowed Donald Shirley Whole," and this was uh, published on December fourteenth, twenty eighteen, by uh, Brooke Obi. And in this article, uh. Uh, they uh, Shadow and Act. They they actually interviewed Edwin Shirley the the third, who was the nephew of Doctor Don Shirley, uh, Mahershala Ali's character in the film, and and Edwin and Edwin Shirley said that none, absolutely none of Don Shirley's family 
were consulted or even contacted at any point during the production of the movie, um, during the writing phase or the production phase, not by screenwriter Nick Vallelonga or director Peter Farrelly. Nobody contacted them at all. In fact, um, uh, Nick Vallelonga even went so far as to say that I had no idea that he had any other family members that existed, which was a dubious claim because uh, as more as uh, as um as Edwin as well as uh, Maurice Shirley, uh, who was also uh, one of Doctor Don Shirley's brothers, who's still alive, uh, Maurice was also interviewed by Shadow and Act in this article, and he explained that. Uh, Nick Vallelonga actually approached uh, Don Shirley 30 years ago to pitch him the idea of making a movie based on based on his life. And uh, Dr. Shirley turned it down flat. And he said that, no, I don't want any movie made about me because basically I'll have absolutely no, no matter what I say, no matter how much input I have, I'll have no control over my image or how my story is told. And so, and, and initially, Maurice tried to persuade his brother to say, "Hey, well, maybe, maybe get your story out there. Maybe you can exert some kind of influence." And he said, "No, that's not going to happen. And no matter what, I'll have no control. They're going to tell. They're going to basically present a, an untrue version of my life." And and judging from the reviews I've read about Green Book and this article, that's exactly what happened. Um, in in reality, the the film kind of makes it seem like they were uh they were friends for like a year and a half, like eighteen months. But at the end, in reality, Doctor Shirley actually fired uh, Tony after like a period of two months, I believe. And Tony was extremely disrespectful, reportedly, uh, according to according to um, Edwin and Maurice that 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 they that they recall uh, their that they recall uh, Dr. Don Shirley uh, saying that Tony was very disrespectful when he was a chauffeur, when he was driving him around. Um, he refused to wear his chauffeur's cap uh, whenever whenever he, whenever he, they were driving throughout the South. Um, um, basically, uh, he basically didn't take, basically, did, basically disrespected Dr. Shirley, didn't take him seriously because he, he was black and whatnot. And so uh, the reality was that uh, Dr. Shirley fired Tony after a period of two months and I, I think it was two months, and also their relationship, unlike unlike what was seen in the film, was strictly employer employee. It was strictly professional, no camaraderie, no friendship. It was just yo, yo, I'm 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 employing you to drive me around from A to B, and that's that. Um, the the family of Doctor Shirley also came out and said that the movie was a symphony of lies, and uh, and the and the film also made it seem like. Uh, Dr. Shirley was completely estranged from his family and the black community. In fact, there's a whole scene in the film where 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 Tony Vallelonga teaches Dr. Shirley how to eat fried chicken. There's- I remember coming across that. Like my small take is, I think. Now I'm trying to give the producers and stuff the benefit of the doubt is like they're mm-hmm. actually they were actually trying to take a rather horrible story mm-hmm. and try to make something good out of it by mm-hmm. like telling like you know especially with this racial climate that we're still in yeah try to take something and make make some type of unity piece out of it by taking a a story a, a bad story and making some type of good come out of it mm-hmm. maybe like if if that was indeed the case i wouldn't be i wouldn't be mad at it mm-hmm. 
because it's like they're trying to do trying to do some good. Right. You know what I mean? I can't and if they if that's the case, I can't be I can't knock somebody for trying to do some good. Taking trying to take a negative and making it into a positive. Mm. You catch you see you catch my drift? Yeah, yeah, like like they were trying to like uh yeah, trying to make trying to make a make a something positive, something uplifting out of something so yeah. dark. Yeah. Yeah. But um I would give them that benefit of the doubt if they actually tried to reach out to the family. Um but but apparently they didn't and they were trying to well Nick Vallalonga and Peter Farrelly they were trying to basically feign ignorance to the whole thing like oh well we didn't know and Mahershal Ali was the only one who actually apologized publicly to the family of Don Shirley said that hey I I apologize if you know you know if you feel you know uh, terrible or or very strongly about this Uh, I did the best with what with the material I was given and I tried to give respect to uh, Dr. Shirley the best way I could so so you know, no, no, I'm not knocking Mahershal Ali at all because he said that he said that you know I have a job to do and I and I'm gonna do it and he did, and so you know he had to make the he had to basically turn chicken salad out of chicken shit, shit. as as Steve Austin would say, and um and and also uh, with uh, with uh, the with the screenwriter Nick Vallelonga, Man, the fact that I, f- I find it so ironic that he would try to write this really safe, really sanitized version of race relations, like like the ultimate white savior movie in the same vein as like Driving Miss Daisy, but 2019 edition. And ironically enough, and 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 ironically enough, and this was this was revealed that Nick Vallelonga actually had a, had a racist ass tweet resurface from 2015. In which um, he tweeted something really Islamophobic in response to a tweet by Donald Trump, and um, and, and Nick Vallelonga said, "quote a hundred percent correct. Muslims in Jersey City were cheering when the towers went down in reference to 9/11," and that was a tweet by Nick Vallelonga, the Oscar-winning screenwriter of Green Book, and uh, ever since I think uh, he deleted his Twitter account entirely. And also, there was that one moment where, um, during the awards uh, campaign, where Viggo Mortensen uh, uh, dropped the N bomb, the hard R, while trying to uh, talk about the sto- talk about the film. And um, I think it was it was like a roundtable interview with him, Chadwick Boseman, and Mahershal Ali. And the way Chadwick Boseman eyeballed Viggo Mortensen, it was like shit. If looks could kill. <laughs> but um, but ever since uh, uh, Viggo Mortensen since apologized and. Um, and, and moved on, but but looking at the looking at this movie, man, uh, like I said, you, you know, I, I will say that up until up until now, I've seen all ninety of the previous best best picture winning films. So, which means I am obligated to watch Green Book. Have you seen all ninety? I've seen all ninety, up, up from from the first from the first winner, Wings, in nineteen twenty seven, to The Shape of Water in twenty seventeen. Yeah, you gotta keep the street going on that one. Yeah, uh, I gotta keep the street going, and and you know what? And so I will see Green Book when it comes out in Blu-ray in two weeks, and I will give it a full proper review on the podcast. You can count on it. But I will say, um, when when Green Book was w- was awarded Best Picture, I felt exactly the same way as Eddie Ortiz did when he saw Jinder Mahal at number fourteen. Eddie, that was my Jinder Mahal fourteen moment. <laughs> you screamed. 14 i was like 
I was like, who paid you, you loyalist puppets? I mean, I mean, when you look at the other Best Picture nominees, real quick, and I'll wrap up, you had Black Panther, Black Klansman, The Favorite, Roma, and A Star is Born, and Bohemian Rhapsody, also Best Picture nominated. And you know what? I will, I will say this. Just like, just like in 1989, uh, Driving Miss Daisy, when Driving Miss Daisy won over Do the Right Thing, which wasn't even nominated for Best Picture, to this day, we all talk about Do the Right Thing. Nobody talks about Driving Miss Daisy. So I say like in five years, 10 years time, Green Book may be the Oscar winner, but at the end of the day, more and more people are going to talk about Black Panther. More people are going to talk about Black Klansmen. More people are going to talk about Roma, A Star is Born. Those films, because at the end of the day, you know, no matter no matter what level of film fan you are, whether you're a casual or like an aficionado, a film buff, we don't really sit and talk about how many awards a film won, unless it's like trivia night. We talk about how memorable, how awesome a film is. So by that standard, Black Panther is going to going to have more of that more. It's going to be more in the conversation. More legacy, yeah. It's going to have a bigger legacy. Black Klansman, Star Is Born, Roma. Those films are going to have a bigger legacy than Green Book. So Green Book, it may be the top prize. It may be the Jinder Mahal winner this year. It may be the Nia Jax winner of this year. Leave my woman alone. I'm sorry, but Nia Jax is bad at her job. I'm sorry. Listen, Carl, we know you love big women with pretty faces regardless of any discernible talent, but it has to be said. It has to be said. I mean, it's, it's, it's like this. It's like Green Book winning the best picture is like this. It's like, okay, we have, you, you, you have, a, you have, a, you have a, a wrestling company. You've got all this prime talent in the women's division. You've got Asuka. You've got Ember Moon, Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler. Um, you got, hell, you even got Ruby Riot, okay? Naomi, Natalia. Hey, we have all this prime talent ready. Charlotte, Becky Lynch, the man. Hey, who are we going to give the top championship to? Who Ronda we- Rousey. Well, I was going to say Nia Jax, but as an example. But to be fair, Ronda Rousey. She's coming along. She's coming. She, she, she's, she's coming along. You know, so, and, and, and Ronda Rousey actually carried Nia Jax. Let that sink in. Oh, not, well, I will say Ronda Rousey and the referee refereeing that match carried Nia Jax, which tells you everything you need to know about about her, about Carl's TV wife. But, but yeah, that's all I got to say. And also, um, I'll, I'll post this, I'll post the, uh, the, the Green Book uh, Shadow and Act uh, 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 article in the, in the description, as well as this really funny sketch by uh, Seth Meyers and uh, Amber Ruffin, which uh, makes fun of white savior movies like Green Book and so many others, which was a hilarious sketch. So I'll post a link for that as well. So overall, a uh, really good show. Um, didn't d- I don't I don't agree with the top prize, but I will see Green Book since it is the Best Picture winner. So I'm obligated to go see it. At the end of the day, Black Panther is awesome. Black Klansman, Roma, Star is Born, the favorite. I'll check out Bohemian Rhapsody eventually. Um, Spider Man into, into the Spider Verse, big ups, and of course Spike Lee, the man, one of the greatest of all time, one of the goats. Yeah, that's all I gotta say, man. That's my Oscar roundup for this year. All right. Well, we got an we we got an email. Yes, we do. Yes, oh, I already have it up. Okay, I'll I'll, okay. I'll read this. This, this email is shout outs to Erin uh, Dolan. She um she wanted to put in her thoughts on one of the hottest games that just came out this past weekend, Anthem. 
Yes. I've been seeing a lot of people play that too. I haven't I'm still waiting on reviews mm-hmm. and see if I definitely want to pick it up or not. But um Yeah. Let's see what she has to say. All right. So uh Erin writes, Hello. I wanted to give my opinion on EA's last game, Anthem. As most people, I've read the reviews that came shortly after Anthem's lackluster demo. I admit I was hesitant at first, but once EA launched a free demo in the weeks that followed after the pleasant after the first diabolical, I was pleasantly surprised. The demo showed a vast open world to discover along with its beauty. This naturally made me purchase the game. However, once I downloaded the game and begun my story, I quickly realized that the issues weren't over. Although the game's uh, storyline has kept me interested, I experienced a few bugs I couldn't simply ignore. I have frozen multiple times, had servers randomly shut down, and a few infinite load screens. This has, of course, put a pause on my mood to play. I can only hope EA patches these issues quickly. I'd hate to see another Fallout 76 disaster. Yeah, I've... Yeah, thank you for writing in, Aaron. Um, yeah, I, I've I've re- I've watched a few reviews on Anthem, and they say that the the load times are absolutely ridiculous, um, and and Anthem as a whole has gotten very mixed reviews as well. Mixed, yeah. yeah. But it's how can I say this? Because um, I'm checking question of the week, or but uh, I, I don't know. It's it's the first week. Mm-hmm. First weekend, everybody's out. You know, they bought it. Everybody's downloading it. So yeah, the service I usually expected to be busy. That's why I figured I would wait with a game like that. I would rather wait till you know pat. You know, they you know fixed the patches and took care of all that stuff until you know everything smooths out and it's an mm-hmm. enjoyable experience. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I, I think um, I, I think with with time, it, it might it might live up to the promise that Bioware, the developers, uh, have have given us. Um, um, I, I, there was there was one thing like graphically, it still looks good, but you could notice a real downgrade between the the alpha demo at E three, yeah. and the and the actual game. Like it, there was like there's like a side by screen comparison on YouTube. It's like oh man, it's kind of almost like a bait and switch, but. Um, but yeah, man, I have a bit, I have a big fear that Anthem's gonna be one of those like fee to pay games where it's all about the live service model. It's all about microtransactions just to fund it. Well, it is EA. Yeah, and it's like gonna be super grindy. Yeah. yeah so that's my big fear of of how Anthem's gonna turn out. Who knows? I'll probably do. I'll probably like get it on the blue, get it on Redbox, and then do a live stream. Which I have another live stream coming up. Okay. I'm actually gonna do uh, Apex. Apex Legends, ah, but I'm actually gonna get a crew together. So far, I know I got uh, Kyle from the UWO on board, a friend of the show Wilson who's on board as well. Right. Um, I know I'm gonna have my cousin uh, Casual Pluto on YouTube. He's gonna be he's been Jones he was Jonesing for me to get this game to download this game. Mm-hmm. So I'll get him on there as well. So we're gonna see how that goes. As you know, how I like to do my first impression uh, live streams. So uh, yeah. be on the lookout for that as well. Okay, word. Cause I've been hearing like I've been hearing that's basically Fortnite for adults. <laughs> so no dumbass dances. Who knows? Maybe they come up with some brand new dances. Please don't. <laughs> no, no. Let the kids have Fortnite. Well, our truth and Carmela is still keeping it alive though with the dance breaks. Yeah, but, but that's because they're it's Carmela. Yeah, and our truth, bless his heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, do we have a question of the week? Yeah, um, last week's... I'm going to need you to help me come up with this week's one. But last week's was name a movie that you saw in the theater more than twice. Yeah. So I remember mine was tied for with 300 and uh, Undercover Brother. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you never go to a movie more than twice. Yeah, that's right. You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Okay. So we got Statuesque Yoki says Black Panther. Right on. Uh, say Jerv, Jerv from the Party Nerds, said Avengers. Right on. Uh, P Money 615 says Mr. and, Mithis, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Eh, oh, that was a fun movie. Stop. Yeah, well, it was it was disappointing. Remove thy stick from thy ass. <laughs> nah, it was it was pretty let down. It was let down. Uh, infamous designs. Afton, Afton, friend of the show, said Black Panther. Right on. Asia B like said Black Panther. <laughs> okay. <laughs> John Haponic. Sadly, Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Darth Maul was so awesome. So maybe six to eight times. Jesus. Dark Knight Rises was at least three. Okay, right now. You redeemed yourself right there. Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight, I would understand. Rises, that was a good, that would have been a good two. Yeah, why not? Although I love Rises as well. Rises was very good. Yeah. And and that was the and that was DC's last good movie. Well, except Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Well, pre-DCEU is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. All right. Mm, so let me see. Your question of the week for this week. Hmm. Got anything? I'll say, I'll say, um, what film, what, what, what movie deserved to win Best Picture that was never nominated for Best Picture? That's a lot of research. Um, research. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna say uh, definitely Blade Runner 2049. Wasn't that nominated? Uh, it was nominated for best cinematography and visual effects, but it did, it wasn't nominated for best picture. And also, definitely, if Beale Street could talk, it did not get a best picture nod at all. So I was very surprised by that. I would have to say that didn't get that was never nominated for a that was that never got a nomination. Yeah, right, right. No nomination for best picture. Ooh. Damn. Uh, that, this is a hard one. Abducted in plain sight. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I can't wait to hear your review on that. Man. Oh my god. Oh god, I hear snow balls. This is gonna be rough. Um let me see. Major pain? Major pain. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Major Pain. Wait, did For- no Forrest Gump won an Academy Award, right? Yes, best picture. Did it win? Yeah, yep. okay. Deserving. One of my all time favorite ones. Scarface? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Scarface. Yeah. Because it actually, I think it got like bad reviews when it first came out, but then. Yeah, it did. So, either Scarface or Coming to America. Mm, Good choice. You know, I'm going to go with Coming to America. Okay. My all time favorite movie. Yeah, that's, hey, that, right there. Are you looking forward to part two? (laughs) (laughs) The Fifth Agreement. Yeah. 
Be skeptical, skeptical but listen. listen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, question of the week right there, Oscar based. That'll be up in the social media uh, channels. And Carl, tell the good people where they can find us. Everywhere. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, thank you for watching us on YouTube, Facebook. Um, so you can email us at cortexbryanpodcast at gmail.com. So you can listen to us on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Google Play, uh, iTunes. Make sure you leave us that five-star review. And every way you can listen to your to your podcast, we're on it. Yeah, that's right. That's what's up. And also be sure to check out the UWO podcast. They are, I believe, live right now as we speak. I think they are. They're getting ready to come on real soon, or they are on right now. Nice. And uh, yeah, so um, as a, yep, as, they're on. Awesome. And as always, uh, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.